Welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Insiders here on Reality Pop. I am joined as always by my fellow co-hosts, Chantal and Drew. Chantal, we'll start with you. It's been about a week since the last time we spoke. I think we spoke about Survivor last time in retrospective. That's yet to actually drop live on this channel because we've had uh, too many things at the moment going on at the same time. But how's you, how have you been? I've been great. You know, I'm loving that a lot of things in my reality TV world are coming to an end. And I'm just like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of free time. So I'm happy to be here because like, I don't, I don't have very many commitments. Like this is the challenge and Bachelor in Paradise is done next week. Like I'm free. So yeah, I'm really, I'm pumped to talk about the challenge. I'll always have a lot of fun doing it, but knowing that it's like the only thing that I have to focus on really, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's. I, I fully agree with you. I'm in a similar boat now where a lot of the international seasons are sort of finishing. So um, all my focus can be on the challenge now only with just the odd interview here or there, which is always a lot easier than doing recap. So uh, I, I'm similar to you in that sense, but I know you do a lot more than me. So I'm sure you're <laughs> relishing the opportunity to have a little bit less shows to talk about. Uh, Drew, how's things been on your end? And, um, you know, Obviously, you're pumping out a lot of content with the challenge on the go at the moment as well. How, how have you been handling the workload? Uh, well, with adding Survivor onto my workload uh, last week, it was a nightmare. I stayed up till 3 a.m. after we were done talking uh, to finish up that video. And then I get up at four, uh, I had to get up four hours later to do a podcast for a movie podcast that I always do. So I get up at seven on Saturdays. So staying up till three was not that great, but I'm almost done with it. So I only have like a half an hour left to get it done. So I'm way ahead of schedule from last week. So I'm flying high. I'm excited. Ooh. I might get to bed and not just stare at my iPad for like until 3 a.m. So maybe I won't feel as exhausted, but I doubt it. We've got um, in the live stream here, Sam speaking the truth and Dolores already welcome everyone here to the live stream. We love having you guys back. Um, Drew, did you keep that energy, that flying high energy for this episode? What was your overall feeling about this episode? Because for me, it started off kind of low, like the vets being smug about always getting one up on the uh, rookies where I'm like, it's not a fair fight. You guys have got like, you know, a combined average of eight seasons, uh, you know, there comes a point where when Goliath beats David the whole time, you're like, I want David to hit back. So what was your overall feelings about this episode? I'll be honest. I was a little, I've been a little bit down since the splitting up of the fight and having only two one hour episodes the past two weeks. So coming into this one, I'm like, I want to see some fireworks. I have to see some fireworks coming into this episode. And we get Devin starting off talking about, what their plan was for the Vets Alliance already. Like, this is what we're doing. If you haven't been watching the last seven weeks, it's like, we <laughs> already know what you're doing. We've seen yeah. it. We get, we get it. So I was like a little bit annoyed by that. But as the episode progressed and then we got to the ending, I was like, finally, this is what I came to see and I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. Like with, you know, them taking out Michelle and like Tommy having to leave and like the people that might have shaken things up they're all out of the game and so the people that have been left are like okay they're not really doing anything here so 
Like, are they just going to be a steamroll and then we'll wait till the action happens when the vets have to start turning on each other? Like, is that what's really going to happen? I want the vets to fight back. Absolutely. I want to see them, like, win one of the dailies so that they the, the vets are shaking in their boots. Like, they haven't had to do any work whatsoever. They haven't been scared. They had it on lock. And I'm very happy that things are being shaken up. And so that just, just makes them work a little bit harder for it. If you're going to win a million bucks, let me see you work. Sweat. Please. Yeah, I agree. I, I was super low coming into this episode, just hearing the smugness, you know, even, you know, they think that they're these masterminds, they're these geniuses <laughs> that are like getting one over the, the rookies and how dumb is the rookies that they just can't get onto it. But the problem is, is that these rookies come into the game. We've said it many a times. They don't have these um, relationships with the other rookies. They're, they're, they're all having to form new relationships with the vets and then also with the rookies themselves. So it's very hard for a rookie group to get together and say, we're just going to look out for each other. The easiest thing is to do what Emmy did, which is to look for an uncle CT and then just to go under his protection, you know, for the rest of the game. And I think that most rookies try and gravitate towards a veteran that can keep them safe in the game or can teach them how to play the game type of thing and, and leverage those relationships that the veterans have to stay within the game, which is what makes it so hard for rookies to go against it. And, you know, Drew, I've been saying for a long time here that Priscilla... She's someone we need to look out for. The edit continues to show us little bits of Priscilla throughout the season. Something's going to happen here. She's either going to go all the way. She's going to go deep. She's going to do something big. We need to notice her. This was her coming out episode, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think her and Jeremiah. I mean, we're eight episodes mm. in. We haven't gotten a whole lot of either one of them. So when Jeremiah was getting to talk in the beginning of the episode, I was like, okay, something's going to happen because we never hear him talk at all since like episode one. And then Priscilla started to speak up a little bit more. She was having conversations with Patina, Berna, Big T. And I was like, okay, this is it. It's going to it's gonna drop the ball now and we're going to see something happening. And uh, yeah, Priscilla came in. She did it. She did what needed to be done. And I'm excited for it. And I wish we got more of her leading up to this because it was masterful. I mean, they called her the silent assassin and she waited until she needed to make the move and she did it. Yeah, how good was, was it, Chantel? Chantel, I was going to ask you, how good was it that Priscilla chose her opportunity in the lair to uh, also go at Amber? Like, she clearly has some political oh. game as well. Well, it's just, like, I just, I liked how she maneuvered everything. She she did it in a way that the fans are going to support. I she Maybe she made some waves with Ashley, but, like, who cares? Like, I feel like mm. she's going to get support from people and people are not necessarily going to come in and retaliate against her. I think that she did it perfectly and um i'm i'm supportive of her i think that she has now made herself be somebody that's going to come back no matter what happens moving forward in this season um i just was so excited and thrilled about the move the timing of it all of it was perfect yeah, I, I loved how um, Priscilla clearly got that information from Bettina when Bettina spoke to um, Amber in the club saying that she's going to throw herself in potentially Ooh. to save Jeremiah, you know, right. and then and then she waited on that information. She didn't use it until they got into the lair and she said, hey, allegedly, Amber, you want to oh, throw deliberation. yourself in. Uh, sorry, yeah, and the deliberation. She said, allegedly, you want to throw yourself in. And she was painting that target on Ashley. So to me... 
Priscilla is showing Vanessa and a political game that you would expect from someone coming from a game such as Big Brother or Survivor or something like that. And I know she's from Love Island. Correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I don't know. I've never watched Love Island before, Drew. I know you're a fan of Priscilla. Is this a big thing in Love Island? Do you have to have this kind of political game? Like, where is this Priscilla coming from? Like, I'm really impressed by her so far. No, there's no need for strategy or whatsoever. You're just looking for a general connection to get through the coupling ceremony and then try to get <laughs> as many fans to vote for you to get to the finals. Uh, no, I think that Love Island, despite it being a dating show that doesn't have real much strategy to it, I think we get some of our best competitors from there. I mean, Theo's from uh, Love Island. Uh, Georgia was from Love Island. I think some of our best competitors that have really showed up on the challenge has come from Love Island, and I want to see more. I mean, both both Jeremiah and... Uh, Priscilla were from Love Island, two different mm-hmm. countries, Love Island, but hey, they came in and they did great in that elimination. Yeah, so 100%. When you were talking about that deliver, I didn't realize you meant the deliberation part, but that Sorry, I you. was salivating. Like when that happened, and I was like, oh my God, keep talking, keep talking, Priscilla, because like, you know, Amber didn't have a like to stand on really in that moment. And it's just like the way that Priscilla handled Amber there, just being like, you're not going to come with me at me with that attitude. No, no, no. And I was like, no, you're not Amber. Like it was, it really got me excited because putting her on the spot like that. And especially with something that Amber did say, and then you did hear Adam Casey beforehand being like, yeah, she's going to change her mind tomorrow about it. So it was just, it was perfectly set up. I loved it. Yeah, and I do want to talk about that. You know, it's quite funny because we don't see much from Casey normally in the season. I've been pretty hard on her, even though she's my first girl pick on the draft and maybe like my best hope, my draft is starting to get smaller and smaller by the day. Um, But, you know, when she comes out passionately saying that Amber is just, you know, she's feeling herself and she's just saying that she's going to go down there. She's talking about the fact that she's still a champion. You know, normally I'm not in Casey's side. Like I really love Amber, but I think I'm starting to, understand a little bit more of the frustration here from the people that are playing the game with Amber. It does seem like Amber is continuing to talk about last season quite a bit. Fessy is now out of the game, so who cares about last season? She's saying she's going to throw herself in there. Casey coming out very passionately, and she doesn't get riled up very often about the fact that she's like, listen, Amber is just not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I, I've been being finding myself getting annoyed with Amber as well. Like every week is goes on, week goes on. And like, I used to really like her. And then I've been like, why are they acting like treating her this way and trying to figure it all out. But then I saw her on the aftermath and I didn't enjoy her presence on the aftermath. She was kind of not gloating, but she was just being like, yeah, I won that. I'm a rich bitch. And I'm like, I don't know if like that attitude is working mm. in your favor with the perception that people have of you right now. And, and it wasn't, it didn't really sit well with me. I was kind of like, mm, it wasn't funny. So it just made me not particularly like you right now. So I, I found it really funny that Casey was actually calling her out on something that made sense. And so it's, it is also helping me figure out why people are not enjoying her as much. Yeah. Rodrigo agrees with you there as well. So I wonder if it is a case of Amber, she doesn't have a like a massive personality in general. She's like, we've spoken about it before, like from what I've seen with her previously, she's quite mellow and maybe she's trying to hype it up, turn it on for the cameras to become a bigger personality within the challenge world. But we know that 
us as fans, we can see if it's authentic and if it's not authentic. It's one of the reasons we didn't enjoy Josh and some of his earlier seasons, and, and, and at least why I didn't enjoy him, because I felt a lot of the times he was being inauthentic and creating drama when there wasn't really drama to be made to begin with. Um, but a big part, sort of coming back to this episode, we had Berna and Amber going after each other. It was the prelim fight before we went into the Priscilla kind of thing for it and drew i can see you shaking your head here you mentioned to us last week in the podcast that you've had some interactions with berna before the season mm. you, you you think she's quite a nice person from the interactions you've had um what's your take on her edit within the last two episodes because it was a very short-lived arc you know if you if you look at what happened in the previous episode to this episode it's, it's very short-lived and seeing they, they're kind of portraying like a bitchy side almost to Berna. And Amber also here in the deliberation says that there's a lot of people that feel like you've been bullying them. So there's a sort of narrative that was created around Berna being scorned by the fact that her little sister took her partner away. She's quite emotionally hurt by that. What's your overall feelings about Berna now that we know the full arc, you know, I guess in the two episodes that we really got a lot of content from her? I'll be honest, I think it's the edit. I really do. I think it's the edit that she was given because not too long ago, before the whole Esther and Amber fight, we were like congratulating Berna and we were like rooting for her in that elimination and being like, yeah, she's a great, strong competitor. CT even liked her. And then all of a sudden, things turned on a dime. And I think she got so developed with with this whole thing with Amber that it just overtook her game. It overtook the mindset. And I think you're looking too close instead of the bigger picture and you can dislike somebody and want to take them out. But I just think she got too consumed and it's, this is a different game than maybe survivor where you could just like vote somebody out and you can talk bad about somebody or put some doubt in other people's minds and have them get voted out the next day. This is a much different game to where maybe you have to bite your time, kind of like a Priscilla, just sit back, and then wait for your opportunity and then take it and jump on it. Uh, that fight was ridiculous between Berna and Amber. I hated it so much. It was just like, please stop this. I loved when everybody was like, please, we're done. We're done with this. Because nothing was nothing was being constructive in that. It was just terrible. It was just them yelling over each other about how much they dislike each other. It was bad. I didn't like it at all. Um, I think that what the issue is with Berna and Amber is that they're more similar than I them would like to admit. And so because how Berna is acting a little bit with the Emmy situation, et cetera, <clears throat> is very similar to how Berna was, uh, is how Amber has been acting with the whole Fessy situation. And so, because Berna is not letting it go and Berna is kind of bringing it up all the time and having to address it and wanting people to hear where she's coming from and why she felt this way. She started off that deliberation like that. And so I think it's that she doesn't like what she sees in Amber because it rests inside of herself. They're way more similar. Yeah. Love by you here says that um, she still likes Berna um, and respects the mindset that not everyone will like Amber. Uh, and it is true. Not everyone has to be besties out on the show. Certain personalities will never just get along. So, um, and I think that Berna and, and Amber in some ways, I feel like are a little bit more, the edit shows them being a little bit more alike than what they probably think they are because Bernard also couldn't let go of the fact that she was betrayed by Emmy. Um, Emmy said, you know, I do feel bad, but it is a game and you can't blame her for playing the game and, and going for CT. I think the biggest mistake Bernard made from the beginning of the game was going for CT because if you're going to go for CT as your partner, he's going to get stolen at some point. You're not going to keep CT. It's similar to mm -hmm. how we are starting to get this storyline developing around Emmanuel and Casey about Emmanuel saying, I'll drink your blood 
blood if you steal <laughs> Casey. We know Casey's going to get stolen at some point, right? She's not going to stay with Emmanuel because she's one of the better um, veteran females there. So I feel like that was a big mistake. If you go for someone like CT, be ready for the fact that they're probably going to get stolen. All of the, the big players are going to get stolen at some point with this format. Well, they're also brand new. They have no idea. They're just like, I just want the best for now. So she probably will play differently next time around. Well, also, yeah. it's like everybody's going to be seeing an elimination or some people are going to see an elimination. Not everybody has to see an elimination. But to me, it's like once more and more options are dwindling, there's only so many people that you can choose once you win an elimination. So the as we move forward, even if CT or like, say, Casey wasn't stolen now or in the earlier game, they're going to get stolen more closely towards the ending of the game. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to happen one way or another. Yeah, Rodrigo saying here, Amber got blindsided, now Berna got blindsided. Funny how life works. And they were both angry <laughs> at each other for having hurt feelings about the fact that they both got blindsided <laughs> in the end. But one of the things I really wanted to address is CT at the end of the daily saying that, do I feel sorry for Berna? No, she brought it on herself. And I just had to this feeling of, why didn't it get explained to us a little bit better what Berna did wrong? Because I still don't understand um, fully why Berna did this to herself. You know, when we um, looked at the previous episode, CT said that she was trying to do too much. She was strategizing, but we never really got to see her doing too much or strategizing or um, I, I don't have a clear picture as to who she was trying to target. Did she try and target other vets that CT was playing with? Um, I feel like there is a massive blind spot here in my knowledge of what Berna did wrong to because like you guys said ct and Bernard got along pretty good until about two episodes ago and then suddenly things went wrong and i just don't fully understand what happened the only time that i can remember that they showed on the episode was when she was talking to casey and trying to just mean like i just want to talk to you one-on-one -on -one, and she was throwing amber under the bus and kind of wanting amber to be the one that goes in and so that would lead me to believe that she's having similar conversations with other people without consulting ct as to like what she's doing and so i think she's doing too much without ct knowing about it that's not necessarily beneficial for his game and she doesn't even realize it because she's so new at playing so if that was an indication of what she's been up to like as ct who likes to have control over his rookie that he's worked with uh he's not like somebody going behind his back and doing something without you know having it pass through him first my thought yeah, Riley agrees with you. He says CT couldn't control Berna like he can with Emmy. Berna was trying to make her own moves, I think. I just wish we knew what moves it was that she was trying to make, Drew. Uh, so I do think she was getting too caught up with the Amber stuff, but also we saw her right smack dab in the middle, like trying to like console Esther in the middle of the whole fight. And I think that CT doesn't want anything to do with any of the house drama. He doesn't want anybody or any part of anybody that's with him kind of in the middle of everything to kind of have it splash back on him. And I think with Berna kind of inserting herself in with the Esther and the Amber and the Fessy and Josh situation. And I think I, to Chantel's point, uh, she was talking to Casey about it and she's probably talking to a whole bunch of people about it. And we saw her and Esther talking about Amber in the back of the club. So I think that it, it was just all caught up in the emotions of it and kind of like the whole Emmy thing of not being able to control her. I think that she is doing her own thing. She's hanging out with Nelson that side of the house. She's voting for Devin and Amber and Devin is directly correlated with CT and they're working together. So if she's 
willing to vote in CT's one of CT's strongest allies in the house, then he can't trust her. They're going to look at her, his partner and he doesn't want that on him. So he would much rather have Emmy who is going to sign stuff in hot sauce and call him <laughs> uncle CT and let, and step away from the puzzle. Then uh, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, CT guys, he's, he's in an interesting position here moving forward in the game now, because it is going to be uh, an end to the vet truce moving forward in the game. And we do hear Devin talking um, in the next on part of the episode saying that I want champions gone, you know, champion vets. I want a new vet, a new vet champion to be created this season. So obviously CT being one of those three champions that are still in the game at the moment, just having won his second puzzle, his second daily for the season, showing that he could win one with Burner. Now he's won one with Emmy. Um, for the vet girls, I don't know if it's in their best interest to get rid of CT because he could be the ticket to an easy final for them and a potential win. But for the vet guys, I feel like if they're having to look at someone at this point you know ct winning two dailies definitely showing his hand a little bit here not that you can hide if you're ct i mean he's one of the most decorated vets out there um what do we think you know the chances are for ct to stay off the block here because i feel like he's he's must be in the crossfires of these uh, other vet alliance or guys like devon and Corey and nelson people that have been playing the game for a bit but they've never been able to get the win yeah, well, that's exactly that, my my point was going to be is like they're going to have to win to be able to make any moves this way. Like I just don't know who will be able to take that shot. Um, like I feel like CT is almost going to start winning all the time now. Um, I don't know. Like, can you think of somebody that can would actually win and take that shot? I don't feel like anybody's that great <laughs> right I now. Think anyways, Emmanuel maybe or one of the new guys maybe like. But yeah, Emmanuel and Casey could, and like Casey is close to Josh. Josh doesn't want to run a final mm -hmm. against CT. Like, I mean, that's that's probably the only angle I can think of. Another another partnership because I don't think Ashley's going against CT. There's this unspoken rule between yeah, Ashley so. and and CT as two champions, people that are, two people that have won it together. But I also like the pairing of Ashley and Ed, which we'll get into. I think they could balance mm -hmm. each other out pretty well. But um, if I had to come back to your question, Chantal, I think the biggest likelihood is Emmanuel and um, mm -hmm. probably Casey at this point, but you've got a good point. A lot of the other guys, they just Corey is not looking good this season. Um, Nelly is not looking good. You know, Scuba Nelly is not looking good. This I'm sorry, were those your They're two number one guy picks? I can't remember. Sorry, what? I'm just trying to shade. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just remembering what happened, you know, so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, Nelly is Drew's number one guy pick, and um, Corey is my number one guy pick. But uh, I think if we had to look at it in hindsight right now, Drew, um, they haven't really proven themselves yet this uh, season. I will not regret my number one pick until I have to regret it. I won't. I won't back down right now. <laughs> well, I'm curious what's going to happen though next week too with them, um, whatever that fight is going on with um, Corey and Josh. So I, I don't know if it's like a red herring that like that's not the real fight or like the Devin comment is that's the red herring. But I feel like there might be some something interesting going on next week. Yeah, apparently, from what I remember, Corey, I think it's Nelly that said that everybody, all the vets can see that Corey is trying to help Jeremiah in the challenge. So, um, obviously, the truce is off, so people are going to start taking shots at each other. Uh, I don't know who's the first person who's going to fall, but, you know, in CT fashion, because he's trying to stay out of the drama... He's gotten rid of someone who brought drama to his partnership just now, and he's gone for Emmy, who 
he seems to have a better handle on, who will listen to his advice in regards to how to move socially within the game, he might just find himself in that spot again where people, they know the right move is to take out a champion, someone that's proven at the end, but they might still just leave him and focus on each other because they can't get past their petty BS out there and the drama. And then he slides all the way again to a final. And like Chantel said, you know, if he, if he can get past, I think there's going to be a purge at some point very soon. Like we lost time earlier in the season. I don't think the schedule got extended when they came back from the COVID um, situation that they had. So that means they have to make up for at least two weeks in the show. And the only way you do that is by something like a purge. So um, if he can get past that point, he might find himself in the final six or final eight teams before you know it. And that's such a dangerous spot to have CT get to within the game. And then you've got to throw him down and hope, hope, hope that you get him in the right situation. And he doesn't doesn't come back because the the only real sort of layer or elimination he lost in recent times, like Drew pointed out last season, was one against Jay because he got overconfident and he wasn't fit. He wasn't in the same shape he is now. He's looking good at the moment. He looks like, you know, he's almost back. He's not... CT in his prime was a specimen, but he's he's looking good. A CT in his 40s are pretty good still, and it still looks almost like his prime right now. So I'm very bullish on him. I think, uh, Chantel, you might have the best number one pick at the moment from all of us. I think it's undisputed. At this point, I'm willing to admit it's undisputed. I know Drew's not going to con- concede or give any 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 credit. Nelly all the way. Scuba Nelly yeah. all the way. I'm going to back him up. Bernard just left. Now he can get focused in the game, and he's ready. Well, did you see, though, that um, he broke Berna's heart? Berna's heartbroken. Apparently, he's not the person she thought he was. And she was, surprise, she was in love with him, but it's a, it's not the same person. Is, yeah. Are they uh, going to go on Dr. Phil? That's <laughs> <laughs> shade. That's shade. That shade. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're there yet, but they did go on a vacation. I think they said, I think they went to Ibiza, was it, maybe? Um, and <laughs> apparently, uh, he's not uh, the guy he thought she thought he was. But how, how are they going to make it work with one person living in America and the other person living in Germany? I mean, long distance from one city to another city is hard enough, you know. But when you're living in two bloody different countries on two different um, continents, you know, well, basically, how do you make this work? I just I thought there's no way this is going to last unless it becomes a, a challenge relationship where they only see each other on the next challenge season. But, you know, we've got some limitations in regards to traveling, COVID restrictions. And like, I mean... Nelly is Nelly, you know, like the guy is, he's like a dog looking for a bone. He's always going to go out there somewhere in America. You know, he's got some level of fame being on this show. I'm sure he gets um, a lot of attentions, attention from females when he goes out in clubs and things like that. Bernard just thinking that he was going to stay loyal to me. That just blows my mind, to be honest. He has a charm that I can't see, but. Um... It's that Johnny Bravo charm that i told you guys about <laughs> but moving moving back on to um i guess some of the love connections out there on the challenge you know uh, emmanuel is starting to make some moves here on uh tori uh when tori priscilla and i forgot who else was, well, no, it was tori, big t and um bettina were topless in the swimming pool having some fun and um the guy's got some game he uh, jumps into the swimming pool there with all of his clothes on i don't know if i fully um ship this type of relationship that's happening there i'm finding it a little bit weird but then again tori is an interesting character so they probably fit each other in the way that their personalities are 
I just think that Tori is the ultimate thirsty challenger. She's just so thirsty. You like, I just that's that's just all I can say. It's like, Emmanuel, are you really going to take the the Tory bait? But I mean, from what I've known of Tori, she likes getting into relationships with guys on the show that are really like great. So she, I think it's got like. For actors, I call them like my actor crush. Like it's like a really good actor. Like I develop a crush on her them. So like I think that's like a really good challenger. She develops a crush on them, and so that she can have like a little challenge a relationship where they can be like you know amazing ch- a challenge couple. So I mean I I knew that we knew it was coming. Like remember the bed wasn't even cold. Michelle's bed before she was already like oh Emmanuel. So yeah, next week I'm sure they're gonna be canoodling. I'll. I'll give it to Tori that we have to keep in perspective that since Dirty 30, her rookie season, she has been pretty much in a relationship either with Derrick Henry coming on to do the seasons or after the Dirty 30 slash middle of Dirty 30, she got hooked up with Jordan and they've been going strong up until double agents. So it's kind of like that thing of she's been in this relationship. She's been a long time relationship. She's never been really single on the challenge. So now she's like, Okay, now we can have fun. Now I, I can do whatever I want on the on the show. Let's just do it. So, I mean, uh, go have fun. I just don't necessarily need to see it or want to see it. So I don't need to have a confessional where she's like talking about how he's a vampire and putting up do signs like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and then hear about drinking blood later on in the episode as well. I, uh, it's a bit, bit interesting. But um, Riley here says that Tori equals old Corey, which I have to agree with. And then Love By You says, Tori, just get Jordan back already because this is embarrassing. I don't <laughs> think that Jordan wants anything to do with Tori at the moment, to be honest yeah. with you. And I feel like um, Jordan comes across as that type of person that when he writes you off, he writes you off and he moves on with his life, to be honest. Um, I would much rather have Tori sit out a couple of seasons now so I can have Jordan come back. To be honest, like I, I, I'm here for that energy. I want that Jordan energy back on the challenge because you know him and 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 Josh and Devin all on the same season. There's going to be some explosive conversations happening. And you know, you said that Chantal Tori goes for whoever the the strong challenger or competitor is, but she's dating or trying to date guys that will never be Jordan because Jordan pound for pound probably is up in the discussion for best ever like hasn't he won like four or three four i think four or three was it three i feel like it's four four challenges and six Maybe seasons i'm pretty sure yeah four and six seasons i'm pretty sure it's four i don't think so it's very often four. that i know more than you guys but i'm pretty sure it's up there chat four? let us know if we're wrong but i do think that um jordan has won four challenge seasons i'm pretty confident it's up there well, let's we can just think about what it was. He won War, um, yeah, War of the Worlds X's two. two, X is X is two. two, Dirty Thirty, mm-hmm. War of the Worlds two, and I think that's it. Three. Yeah, three. Okay, I so three, three. Would be. Is it out of five seasons then, or something like that? Because I feel like he's only not won two seasons. You had me second guessing myself on that one. So <laughs> yeah, here, here we go. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Jordan has won three championships and made four finals and six appearances. So four finals and six appearances. That's what threw me off. So okay. pound for Your pound. That's wrong, though. Just we got to remember. My stats wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not 
guys, listen, it's not the first time that I've had it wrong on this on this podcast. You know, you should see the Survivor podcast. You know, I normally have Riley there to keep me straight when I've got my facts wrong. But still, I do think pound for pound, he's up there as one of the better challenges that we've ever seen on the show. And the fact that, you know, he does that with some of the limitations that he has, that he obviously doesn't put on himself, it is pretty impressive. So I think, Chantel, you've got a point here in saying that she goes for people that reminds her of that Jordan-like figure within the challenge that dominates the season. And Emmanuel is someone that seems to be a pretty good challenger this season. He seems to be doing pretty good. Um, He's won a couple of dailies. I do think that Emmanuel is going to also be in danger pretty soon. Like, there's a couple of people that if if they don't look at him, they're making a big mistake because outside of ct who's won the most dailies i believe it is emmanuel Th- those are the two people at the moment that from the guy side of things they should be worried about them if you're a if you're a woman in this season you should be looking at how can i pair up with these two guys because they may help me win a final absolutely and like i think that with like emmanuel i who could take him out? Maybe CT would take him out, but I don't know if he could, I think he would be doing better than say Corey or Nelson even. Cause he's just, he's, he just seems a little bit faster, a little bit speedier. He catches it, catches on to what the task is seemingly quicker than even Corey and Nelson having a lot of more experience. So I don't see that many people being able to even take Emmanuel out. If they do start firing shots at him, I'm pretty much, I see Emmanuel running the final. Um, I don't know if he'll win, if especially if CT's in the mix, but I can see him in that final for sure. Andy here says that uh, he has no problem with Tori flirting. She's single and doing her thing. And I will say this, Andy, if she didn't do it, we would have one less thing to talk about on this podcast. So I'm all for it as well. Like, I really enjoy it when we see a little bit of this. Because Chantel, when we were watching All-Stars, that was one of your big gripes with the current seasons of the challenge you just felt like there was less fun there was less of this flirtiness the partying side of things so you know we can't just bag her on this uh you know fair enough she's living her best life she's single you know she wants to make out with a romanian dracula then go ahead and do it i mean i mean i'm into emmanuel like i get i get the attraction like he's he's hot and he's fun and he's good but i'm just rolling my eyes at the tory of it all you know what i mean it's like of course tory's gonna be you know pouncing on that one but not the action itself i i I definitely like the hookups i think it's hilarious and you know just the fun the club scene like I, i do like that youthful energy of old challenge um that is that when it comes into play like in the newer season so yeah, fine. So let's move on to the Jeremiah of this all, because obviously he was one of the people that ended up, well, he threw himself down there um, and he wanted to change his partner. And he just didn't feel this partnership with Big T. He felt like Big T was holding him, him back. But then when we look at the challenge, you know, he kind of stuffed it up quite a bit himself in the challenge. And he didn't actually go down and get the buoy with the um the key attached to the rope uh, a few times and he was struggling to find it down there um and he continues to talk in a way where he sort of diminishes what big t does within the challenge saying that big t isn't someone that he feels like is pulling their weight or her weight within the challenge to me i look at this he is very physically capable but i'm wondering is he like gonna be an early sort of um why is the name out of my head right now? Uh, Cam's partner, Leroy. Is he like an early Leroy who's so physically capable but can't swim, you know, and 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 has that weakness in that sense? But again, Leroy won a lot of things and he did well when he was thrown into the arena or the lair or whatever you want to call it from the start. 
I guess Jeremiah is one from one here, but I'm just not fully seeing Jeremiah. I don't see the hype yet with him. His his personality is very bland. Um, he doesn't give me much of that scenes. Where's the hype? <laughs> No, I'm actually like, being serious. I, I, the edit. I feel like the edit. I feel like the oh. edit is, is trying to tell us, listen, I'm such a good challenger. I'm better than Big T. Or at least that's his version of the show. And I just don't see it is what I'm trying to get at. I think it's just an episode. They're just trying to make a storyline. Because, like, Grasping I don't know. I, straws. I, I... <laughs> yeah. No. Well, with, I... with him, like, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say that somebody wrote in my comment section saying, what if Jeremiah threw the challenge? Because he seems so dead set on getting away from Big T that he wanted to switch partners. And if you win, you're you're not going to you're not going to be able to switch partners at that point. I don't think they had a real shot of winning anyways, because you had Devin and Amanda in the in your uh, heat. And they're really two very strong puzzle co uh, competitors. So I don't think they were going to win regardless. And also they were sabotaging themselves by making big T go out and try to get that key off that rope. I mean, Jeremiah is well over six feet, a D one division uh, athlete. It's like, mm. come on now. He could have just easily like hopped out of the water, grabbed it and swam back. I mean, you didn't need to have like big T doing it. And, but yeah, it just, it was weird. It was weird how he was talking, but I really do think that there was something to him not really trying. Maybe he just wanted to do the little engine thing <laughs> and like just have some fun with it because he's like, well, we're probably not going to win. I don't want to win anyways. And uh, I want to go down and be able to switch my partner. Yeah, I don't think that he's... I don't think that he actually believes he's that great. Um, I think he's probably just making these confessionals just to make the storyline make sense. I'm sure they're they're feeding him some questions or feeding him some, can you talk around this? And like, what would you happen if you went to the lair? Like, I think that they got what they needed out of him for his from his confessionals because he hasn't really been involved in being maybe the top three or anything like that. And so I don't think that's all because of Big T. Big T has actually been able to win dailies with CT. So we know that she is capable of doing well. She's a good swimmer, which we do know. And so I don't know if she's the, the weakest link, but maybe her experience level, maybe you want someone with more experience so that she they would have more they might be better at doing things a lot more quickly just because they've, they've done something similar in the past. Yeah. Well, clearly he needs to know how to swim. I mean, the Mississippi river is right there in Mississippi. <laughs> so what's up with Who that? that so Logan? I think that Drew, Logan shade. <laughs> <laughs> I think Drew might have a point. He probably just threw the challenge, but what do we think of his decision at the end to take Tori as his partner? Do you guys like the Tory Jeremiah partnership moving forward, do you think that is going to be a positive for him? Um, Tory seems to be the person and most of the rookies' mouth at the moment when it comes to trying to pick a partner because she's been picked most, I believe, out of any of the veteran females up until this point. I I wasn't sure the why of it all. Um, I mean, maybe he didn't. Is he friends with Emmanuel? He didn't want to take Casey. It at sounded this point. like that. Yeah, it sounded um, like he said that uh, Emmanuel said Emmanuel said in the confessional, "Don't take Casey. We're friends." But I don't know if he just said that, you know, because Emmanuel is a little bit, you know, of a wild card. He might just throw it out there for good confessionals. But it sounded like they were friends, and maybe that's the way, reason he went for Tori. But there's still other females that he could have gone for. I guess Tori, she has won one daily with Ed, so maybe he's thinking that she's the strength in that um, partnership. So, and he doesn't think that Ed will get mad at him for taking her. So, mm. who else could he have yeah. really taken? Mm, Nani, I don't know if that would be the best for him. 
Um, no, Amanda. I, mm. I think if you have to pick somebody, you would to be to win some of these, you would have to pick somebody that's your opposite that's really good. And I would think maybe Amanda, if he has the physicality, you would want somebody that's good at puzzles. So maybe an Ashley or an Amanda, maybe more of Amanda, not necessarily Ashley, who was threatening people for if you're going to take somebody in a vet vet uh, pairing. Uh, <laughs> but I think Amanda would have been a good one. But I think possibly that Tori. And we saw Josh get stolen as well. Maybe Tori is being more vocal with everybody in the house, and she's talking to a lot of the rookies. So when they go up to steal somebody, they have a rapport with them already. So they're not necessarily maybe Amanda sticking closer to the vets. Maybe Ashley and Amanda are sticking closer to holding their cards closer to their chest rather than, say, Tori, who is skinny dipping with Bettina and Tori and Big T. So, I mean, possibly... <clears throat> it comes down to social relationships and who people are feeling that they are vibing and connecting with and possibly maybe can get some daily challenge wins with those, with those, uh, with those connections. I guess he doesn't it's know a, that Corey can't do puzzles right? <laughs> or, or math. I mean, they could have seen it from this one. I mean, they were <laughs> way off. Yep. A lot of people here in the chat are saying that uh, Jeremiah should have picked Casey. Uh, so at least two people here, Love By You and Riley, Riley, saying that Casey would have been the better option here as a person who's going to be a great partner. Um, and she's proven herself now in a couple of seasons as someone that gets to the end. So I, I understand why they would say that Casey is a potentially good partner. Um, I do think that there's that probably between Emmanuel and uh, Jeremiah, there's some sort of an unspoken rule or there's a reason. Um, if you look at Ed, you know, he seems to just take things in its stride and um, jokes around about it and doesn't seem to take things too personal. Um, and that's why I kind of like watching Ed. It was really funny here when Priscilla addresses the comment that Ashley made, which was really funny. You know, obviously in the deliberation, Ashley says, whoever does this, we're coming for you. Priscilla says, listen, this, this needs to be addressed. It seemed like it was a little bit more of a threat than advice for me as a rookie coming in here. And she takes Josh away from Ashley and that leads into Ashley and Ed becoming partners here. And there was this really funny scene with Ed sort of cautiously wanting to hug her and Ashley being so pissed <laughs> off, but then just giving him a quick hug. And I feel like this could be good for Ashley. I feel like this partnership could be very good because Ashley is someone that gets very intense, very serious. And, and maybe Ed is going to just let her relax and calm down in certain situations. And I feel like, who doesn't like being partners with Ed? I mean, the guy just looks like he'd be your everybody's best mate out there. I think it's actually, he will be good for Ashley. I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, because he's so easygoing, but he still is good. Like, he still mm -hmm. will do the challenges decently well. He's not going to give up. He's going to, you know, he's won a daily with Tori. So Tori's not that amazing of a challenger. So, like, he's capable of doing well. And so I think that once... Like, watch them win the next one, the next daily, and she'll be like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. Like, I got some power, you know? So, I think she's just mad, huffing and puffing in the moment. She got called plus, out. Um, yeah, and plus, she'll make all the decisions, right? Like, because it's not mm -hmm. going to want to make any of the decisions. Exactly. He's already said that. So, this is the perfect position for Ashley because we know Ashley is someone that likes to make big moves, you know? So, she's, she's going to be able to control their vote, Drew, when it comes to it. So, what do you think of this new pairing between Ashley and... Um, Ed, I think it's a strong duo, to be honest. I think she's probably gone up because Ed, I feel like, is more capable than Josh. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just took the point that I was going to make is like Ed's just going to sit back and let her do all the the strategy. I mean, that's how Tori was getting in trouble with wanting to go after Big T because Ed was like, you do your thing. I helped you out to win and I'll just go with whatever you want to do. So as long as he's cool with Ashley doing it, which I can't think, why wouldn't he? Because she's a champ and he's going to listen to her regardless. So uh, I think it's a good pairing for both of them and they could learn a lot about each other and how they work with each other. The only thing is, is if he's too relaxed, Ashley could get really angry, but Ed seems like that guy that would just let it roll off of him and just be like, I don't care. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good I mean, question here by Riley. Go good question here by Riley, uh, Chantal, if you want to answer that. Why did Ashley and Tori so flat out tell the rookies what the vet strategy was? I mean, did they get overconfident because it worked so well for them and they just thought, listen, we can throw anything out there. These guys are just going to listen to us. I was really shocked by the fact that they're like, we need to have a rookie, rookie pair to like be able to target. And I'm like, well, the fact that they haven't picked up it yet, now they know for sure what strategy is they can now figure out what to do to intercept that. And so it was very shocking and surprising that Loose Lips actually like spilled the beans on this. And then it's mad that somebody actually like, oh, wait, we don't want that to happen. Now that you showed me exactly what you guys are planning, let me go try and stop that. If I'm going to be going down anyways, I might as well shake things up. If you're going to just keep throwing me in no matter what, let me see if I can save myself for a week or like, you know, mix things up a bit. So I thought it was terrible of Ashley to be, to spill those beans, mm -mm, make those threats. Rodrigo here says that it's because Ashley doesn't know how to keep her mouth shut and Tori is drunk on her <laughs> ego. That's why they um, told them the plan in the deliberation. But, you know, we do get Priscilla here making a decision to go for Josh, which is also going to be a new pairing out there as well. Um, you know, what do we think of this pairing? You know, Priscilla to me is unproven. I don't know how good or how bad she is because she's been partnered with, sorry, Drew Nelly at this point, who hasn't really <laughs> done much. So I just don't know where Priscilla's at, if she's capable or not capable. Josh has won a few, you know, or he's been close to winning a few. Um, he's been pretty decent. I don't know. I feel like you've got to say that this pairing probably isn't going to last too long. I feel like we may have seen the Priscilla arc reach its climax and it's now told us why priscilla we needed to focus on her so much this season because she was going to make this big move which is going to be a move that i think a lot of fans will resonate towards and a lot of people will love priscilla for this and potentially this move alone will be the reason she'll come back but i've got a feeling that we're going to see a decline in priscilla from here on out because i do think the vets are going to target her and there's a good chance that josh and priscilla together I'm not going to win that many dailies. How do you guys feel about Priscilla's storyline? Do you think we've reached the climax of what's going to happen here? Do you think she's still got longevity? And do you like this new partnership here moving forward, Chantel? I I mean, I know that she was trying to break up a vet-vet duo. I just wasn't sure if this was the one to do because I don't know if Josh is the best partner to have. I would, who was the other um, that that pair is? What's Kyle and Amanda? And I think there was one more. Devin um, and Amber. Devin and Amber. I probably would have personally gone with Devin just because I feel like he's the smartest out of those three. And he is well insulated from what I could see. 
Um, and he's rational. And so I think I would probably go in with him so he could maybe explain to me what's going on and like get some insider information. Josh is well insulated though. I don't think that anybody's coming for Josh. And so that maybe she can kind of hide behind him a little bit, but I don't think that he'll have any power. And I can definitely see them still choosing for her to go down into the lair, even though she's partner with, um, with Josh. So I think that if she had done that, they'd, she had targeted or chosen Devin instead, I think it would have been better for her game that she could just like learn more information that she could maybe do something strategically better. And to briefly go back to why they brought up the whole picking, not splitting up vet vet. It's them trying to be like, Hey, we're dwindling in numbers. I'm just letting y'all know that if you don't want to be the house vote or have a possibility to be in the house vote, make sure that there's a rookie rookie team. But that doesn't really help out because you can pick whoever you want to go into the elimination. So even if Priscilla and Jeremiah did the right thing or did what the vets wanted them to do and made a rookie, doesn't mean that they won't get thrown in next time. So it was dumb that they even brought it up. Uh, But I think it comes down to what I was talking about with why Jeremiah picked Tori. I think maybe she, because Josh and Esther were so close with each other and Esther was so close with Priscilla Maybe that they just had that interconnection mm-hmm. okay. and bonding with each other over the season. And Devin seems to be like he just wants to hang out with CT, Kyle, and his side Gosh. of the house and his vets. Yeah. And Tori's in that group think, too, though. Yeah, true. I mean, I just think that it comes down to rapport. And also, it's just sweeter when the person who threatens you, you can just steal <laughs> like, their partner and you can be like, yeah. you want to be in a vet vet group? Well, guess what? You don't. You're not in it anymore. And now you're. <laughs> On the chopping block, too, because we're all on a vet rookie team. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it you was can, being petty. <laughs> yeah, and you can you can clearly see that the producers love this, right? Because they hemmed it up. They they were giving us the Priscilla storyline throughout the season. Even when she wasn't a part of the main story, we knew that something's going to happen. Pr- Priscilla's constantly getting airtime. She's someone that the producers want us to take note of. Um, just like Priscilla took note of Ashley's comments and then threw that back in Ashley's face at the end. They waited for the perfect time to let us know why we should have kept an eye on Priscilla this whole season. And I think even if her storyline is on a decline from here, and like you quite rightfully said, Drew, she would have been thrown in time after time again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even if she didn't do this, she's still one of the rookies. Maybe Bettina gets thrown in there next because she's the only, I believe, rookie girl that hasn't gone down there yet. But then straight after that, they would have thrown her in time after time again. So she made the best move for her to also go down out of this season as one of the rookies will remember um, because she threw a wrench in their plans. And she she single-handedly changed the direction of the season. So big Priscilla stand right here. I liked it from the beginning of the season. The, the editors did a good job for me to continue to focus on her. Um, it showed us that she was thinking about the game in a more strategic way, even in the confessionals early in the season. So I wasn't surprised to see her being quite strategic at this point when it mattered. Now, there's one more new pairing here, which is going to be Nelly and Big T. Now, Drew, Nelly is your guy. You're defending him all the way. How do you feel about this Big T-Nelly combination? Do you think this is the winning combination that's going to take (laughs) Nelly all the way to the championship? 100%. It's Big Nelly time. We're here for it. Nelly T. Well, guess what? That's his name. And guess what? They're paired up. Nelly T. Let's do this thing. It's match made in heaven. They're going to be running the final together. Let's just stamp it in there and let me win this draft. Let's do it. I think Nelly I, have both, T. I have both Big T and Nel- Nelson. So Nelly. guess what? Let's do this. Nelly T and Big T equals T and T, and that's dynamite. You can quote me Whoa! on that. That might go all the way, guys. 
All right. Everyone everyone is signing off. That's the it. <laughs> big Nelly T energy is what I was going to say, but yours is yours is cheesier. <laughs> uh, Nelly T is rubbing off on me. What can I say? Chantal, what do you think of this pairing? Do you think do you think that they'll uh, be an interesting pairing moving forward? I feel like we'll get like the dodo music often between the two of them. You know, just like going maybe in the wrong direction or like like dun, 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 like you know, like what what are they gonna do next? I don't really know if they're gonna work that well together because Big T doesn't she seems to be better when there's somebody leading her and like showing her, telling her what to do. And she's able to follow really well. And Nelson doesn't usually really know what to do that well. Um, he's not really quick on his feet with like strategy or like knowing the, the best way to tackle one of these um, dailies. So I don't think that they're gonna do that great. The best thing them. about their partnership is that they are a vet vet team. So they're not going to get targeted anytime yeah. soon right now with the house vote. And also Nelson is riding this like really long losing streak and daily challenges. So they're not going to win anything and they're probably not going to get stolen from anybody. Like once somebody wins an elimination, they're probably not going to get stolen away from each other. So I feel like we're going to be getting the TNT or big TNT or Nelly T, <laughs> Big Nelly, whatever we want to call him. I think we're going to get it for a, a good while here. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, you bring up a good point. No one's going to be looking at that pairing saying, hey, we need to eliminate them from the game. And you only need to be thrown in once at the end game to choose the partner you want. So, you know, if, if Nelly T and Big T, TNT, if they can make their way all the way here to the end, they do get an option probably if they win a, a potential elimination round that they can choose the partners they want going into the final. And that could be the difference because all Nelly really needs is physically and athletically a fit guy. He just needs someone with brains with him at the end that can do the puzzle side of things. So, you know, and there's quite a few good, strong female partners still left in the game that he could latch on to. How funny would it be to see Nelly T and Ashley having to run a final together? Um, and would Ashley steal the million again if she was given the option? Yes. Yeah, I think she would. I think she this would. is for Berna. She <laughs> She'd be bitter. Becomes the first two million, uh, two dollar. What would, you, what would you call her then? You know, the the two time millionaire Ashley Mitchell or something like that. What would her new Ashley name be? multi millionaire Mitchell? Ooh, <laughs> there good. we go. Her title. You know, it would just increase. But we haven't really spoken about the actual challenge in the lair and about the disaster that happened <laughs> out there between Berna and um, Yui when they were trying to do this challenge. I felt really bad for Berna because clearly this was in her wheelhouse. Clearly she's someone that would do well if she was on there with someone that didn't have the physical, you know, sort of disability in regards to getting up there. Um, and I did feel bad for you as well. This just wasn't his thing. And he does, you can say a lot of thing about Yui, but he does have heart and he does try very hard when he's out there to win these challenges. Um, overall, I quite liked the challenge. I liked, I thought it was quite creative. Um, it required a lot of teamwork going up there. Um, what did you guys think of it? I mean, a hundred percent. I wanted Priscilla and Jeremy to win. I like that was, but I was like, at the same time, I'm like, oh man, it would be so sweet though. They they hate Berna so much right now for her to come back and come back with a vengeance. Like I also was wishing for that to happen as well. So no matter what, I was happy and sad with whatever the outcome was going to be. Um, but it would have been just so sweet that Amber didn't have to be like, ha we got you out. And she didn't really do anything to make that happen. Um, I would love to have seen Berna come back and be like, yeah, try again. So um that's my thoughts 
I would have been I, I was rooting for Priscilla and Jeremiah the whole time. There was a comment on my comment section for my Thursday's review and recap from D Money Raw who said he listened to the podcast and said Priscilla said on the podcast that this was actually a best two out of three and Jeremiah and Priscilla won two to nothing and they edited it to make it look like it was just one round. So I kind of wish we would have seen two rounds of this instead of some of the uh, drama that was, I would think unnecessary in an hour and a half episode, but I was happy that Priscilla and Jeremiah not only did it once, they did it twice and they destroyed it. And that's why they were so jubilant with that dance at the end, because they won twice in a row and they, they were good with it. I loved that celebration. I was like in there with them. Yeah. I was doing the wee jiggle, you know, I was getting into it. <laughs> their, their energy together, just amazing. Like, I mean, sadly they can't stick together for the rest of the season because, you know, they're going to get thrown in there all the time. But I do think that they've got some great chemistry as a team out there as well. So um, they work well together. They celebrated well together. What do you guys think here of uh, Berna and Yui? And do you agree with Dolores that Yui is just not made for the challenge and you wouldn't want to see him back? Or how do you guys feel about Yui and uh, both Berna here? Would you guys want to see each one of these two guys come back? Or how do you feel? Actually, I should say, would you want each one of them to come back? Yes, for those who I watch do. Survivor, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I do. I would want them both to come back. I do think that Berna is going to learn how to play this game. Um, I, I feel like she'll do some homework. I do think she'll go back. She'll watch previous seasons. She'll understand the strategy a little bit more. I think that she, if she were to come back, she would come back to win, and I think that she could do it. So, and I think that the fact that she's starting has some beef. So. So she's pretty much a well-rounded challenger. You may not like her, but mm. she had fights. She got into the relationship. She's pretty decent at challenges, won some at some times. She's a little bit polarizing and has a fight with like Amber. Like, so she's she's done everything that a challenger needs to do to be entertaining to a certain extent. So I can see them coming back because they're, they can count on a storyline being around Berna. Same with Yui. Um, I think that he's a big personality. I love that he tries, even though you know he didn't, he wasn't successful in this particular um, elimination. But he wants to be there. He's doing it for you know the cause of being able to um, maybe have a surrogate so he can be a father. Like he has heart, and I think that he will also do probably a little bit of homework and just like maybe watch a couple seasons so we can know what he's coming back to and then maybe have a little more strategy. So I see them both coming back and I would like to see them both coming back. Drew, who do we replace them with? Like if you had to bring vets back next season, who, which, which two vets would you replace Yui and um, Berna with for the next season? Cause they keep bringing back the same vets over and over and over again, you know? So I I'm, I'm all here for bringing a couple of people back. Who do you, who do you think is the natural replacements that, that they'll sort of fill that spot in going into the next season? Cause I think both me and you will agree that I think that Yui and Berna, I'd like to see both of them back as well. I thought they both brought something to the season. I would say yes to Berna. I'm not too hype on Huey, uh, but I would say that possibly with the vets, I would like to see Jenny back at some point. Um, hmm. I think she deserves an actually good like edit instead of her being in the background. I feel like the edit can make or break you and her and Casey have gotten the edit that's been like pushed back in the end and everybody just hates them because they, they call them furniture, but they're not getting any edit to make them look good. And the problem is, is that they, the challenge knows who wins. So why not make your winner likable in the end yeah. edit? Why not do something, have a good fun confessional, 
for them, but they don't do it. They just hide them in the background and just go, oh, well, this is happening now. Um, I would like to see Jenny uh, for somebody who likes to pipe off and and stir up some drama with their mouth. I hate to say it, but I mean, we haven't seen Hunter back in a while. We could always bring him back. Please, That's gosh, where you're no. going Hunter? God. I mean, I just finished War of the Worlds again, and he was like fighting and trying to throw like a thing. Like he was trying to, he broke a balcony trying to jump to try to run inside to punch bananas in the face. So that's all I could think about was like, okay, Huey's loud, Hunter's loud with a giant. It's just a different accent, uh, basically. Um, but uh, I definitely want Cam back, but I wouldn't necessarily put her as like a replacement for them. Like I, as she's her own character, her own character, her own uh, personality, and her own. Uh, player so to me when i saw love by you say cam uh i don't count her as a replacement for somebody because she is her own entity she Mm -hmm. is her own queen so that's why i didn't say her yeah i think my question probably got lost in translation a little bit there i was more thinking if we had to bring both yui and um burner back who do we replace them with in this season's pool of veterans and you know for me i think Mm. yui could easily replace josh you know, like I've seen enough of Josh. Move him on. Let's have a season without Josh. You know, and he brings that same drama, frantic energy that Josh brought in the early seasons. In any case, but Josh will come back. The producers love him too much. Um, and then for Berna, who do I think like Berna? I, I would I would watch Berna over Tori. I'm I'm a little bit over seeing Tori a lot recently. Mm. I don't feel like she brings that much. So if, that's kind of my question in regards to that. But I do agree with all of the observations and some of the vets that you want to see come back. I do want to throw in, I think I did say earlier as well, I, I want to see Jordan back. And with Tori being out, maybe we get a season where Jordan comes back in as well. I I can see that happening. I mean, he's going to want to make some money soon. <laughs> so I can see him being like, yeah, she's not going to be on the season. I'll give it a yeah. whirl, see if I can win again. Dolores has got my back. She says, yes, let's dump Josh <laughs> for a season. Um, well, I if I had to choose between, if I have to choose between Josh and Fessy at this point, like Fessy would be the person, but I think... Who do, that who do you choose go? or you kick out? L- you choose kick out, Jesse? Kick out. Okay. Kick out. Whoop. Kick out. Okay. <laughs> Chantal right. nearly left the podcast and never returned. Like... She's like, I'm not <laughs> podcasting with you again, Chris. You're canceled. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, basically, guys, we uh, did we miss anything in this episode? I feel like we've addressed pretty much everything in this episode. What did you guys think of the actual challenge? Did you like it with the, um, the little thingies that they were on going underneath the water? Um, and sort of coming back doing the puzzle i thought it was a pretty straightforward challenge to be honest um i I feel like we haven't seen i don't know i'm a little bit low i feel like drew you were low a couple of episodes ago on some of the daily challenges i feel like we haven't seen anything that got me like super excited yet this season where it's like this looks innovative really creative they're really upping their game wasn't a bad challenge wasn't a great challenge i was kind of like meh about it to be honest yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, it was better than the last one with the cars, and uh, yeah. that was like two weeks ago. Uh, I just like the fact that they were like blowing their budget on a giant yacht just to have it as a key holder. <laughs> when you're looking at the ratings, going like, "Oh boy, like maybe we can, maybe you can afford this next season." Let's see, let's see if you're just gonna have a boat just sitting in the background while TJ is like times are good when episode four was in the toilet for the rating. So it's just like, okay, DJ <laughs> future. One thing future though, TJ. that I wish they still did on a regular basis is tell me the times. I want to know how long people took to do things. I don't know why they need the mystery of it all because 
I want to know like, oh, that took them two minutes and that took them 30. Like, I want to know those time discrepancies just so I can understand what's going on in, in the house. Um, or in, we'll show in it at the end. end. Show it at the end. Like maybe like oh, how sure. they do and yeah, and Big Brother, they're like, okay, this team did it in this time. That team did it in this time. Because I think with having three different groups going out there, the, the winner of each one of those groups are always going to be the top three teams. But it doesn't yeah. mean that they were necessarily the three fastest teams that did it on the day. Like you may have had a group that actually had the first, second, and third fastest. But if they did the timing, it would take the mystery away of which one of those two top three teams for each heat would win. So just do like a tally at the end. And I think they Absolutely. did that on... All-Stars, didn't they? I'm pretty sure on All-Stars we had a tally with times and things like that. It was it was edited slightly different. So I don't know why it was different there compared to the actual regular season. Show me the times at the end. That's fine. But like, I just like seeing the times. I want to know why, like, why they won, how close it was. They say it's two seconds, but like, yeah, okay, it was two seconds difference or whatever. But like, how long did it actually take to do this challenge? I want to, I want to be able to gauge it. Did yeah. you see the screenshots that are floating around where it was Amanda, and, uh, not Amanda, Ashley and Josh's puzzle, and they had actually the wrong pieces in the wrong places, and they said it was correct, but instead they had them like upside down, and so they just said, yeah, you're good, and then clicked the horn, but people are screenshotting it and putting it all over the internet going like they didn't even finish it, and that was the that was the heat that Berna and Huey were like, I... We just barely, we just got it right after they got it. Well, I heard thing, though, so. also with the the Bernie and Huey of, Huey of it all, that they had it correct, but they didn't know that they were supposed to call for a check. And so oh, they were kind of like, you know what I mean? And so like they had it and then they'd called for a check first and then they win. But maybe if they had said check before, like when they actually had it correct, um, maybe they would have been able to squeak out that win. Yeah, well, I tell you what, if we ever had Wendell Holland on the challenge, he would not get caught out with that. He would be calling out check way in advance because of what happened in Survivor uh, Ghost Island. Um, and a lot of people gave him flack for that when he came back in Survivor Winners at War because he was like calling check out beforehand. I was like, have you guys not watched this season? Like, you need to call it when it's done, okay? Um, I did just remember something. You know, Amber wanted to throw herself down there quite a bit. And she ended up not going down there. And she made a comment before going down saying that, I don't have the choice in who goes down, right? And CT at deliberation said that he doesn't understand why Amber is wanting to throw herself down and he has to think carefully about who he's sending down. We haven't seen CT and Amber communicate at all on the edit this season. Do you guys feel like CT potentially wasn't willing to throw Amber down there because she's a vet and he thought it would look bad on him? And also, maybe secretly, he does want to look out for Amber as someone that he won last season with do you guys think there's more going on there or am i just grasping for straws here i think he he doesn't want to betray amber because like he's probably annoyed by himself by the amber fessy drama of it all that mm. like how like, i would think that it would be an unspoken rule that somebody that i helped win half a million dollars I feel like we're not throwing each other in, right? Like, I feel like yeah. we wouldn't have to even say that. So I don't think that he was ever going to be throwing her down there, even if she wanted to. Just, like, he does have loyalty, and he, I just don't think that he would do that to her. So, yeah, loyalty. Mm. Yeah, I wonder I because he, that... Sorry, I think he, it, she's a number for his side, because mm -hmm. no matter what, kind of like how Chantel said, I mean, they just won with each other. So it's like, 
he knows that he can count on her. He knows her resume. He knows what she can do in a finals. I'm not going to throw somebody in there that I know I can, I can win, win with if she's going to get possibly eliminated just because she wants to be next to her boy toy in the elimination to give him a better, better shot of winning. And so I think also that plays into a factor and also the fact that it's like, okay, not everybody's counting her as a vet, but I don't want that coming back at me being like, Oh, you did take a shot at a vet. It's like, okay, I saw Fessy do it. She's got mad at him. I don't want that flack on me. And I don't want anybody else coming out and using that against me. I would just rather go with the, tried and true rookies knowing that they're rookies and nobody can come back at me and say that I did something wrong. Hmm. And the reason I asked this question is because I feel like the edit didn't really protect um, Amber in this episode then because Amber, you know, was made out to be a bit of a hypocrite saying that she would go out there and do it and then didn't really follow through with it. And Casey got to bad mouth that a little bit and saying that Amber's probably not wanting to go down there. And we don't see the other side of that. So it makes you think further about the edit and where that potentially could lead for Amber within the season. And that sort of segues nicely into the poll that I had going here at the beginning of this episode for our live audience here. Um, and I said, which one of the champions will now go in first after the vet truce is over? And it was between CT, Amber and Ashley. Uh, we have had 23 votes here in the live today and 78% of them have said Amber will be the first person to go down. 22% have said Ashley and 0% Ash, uh, Chantal has said CT will go down there. So your number one pick seems to be in a very, very good spot here at the moment. I mean, he's scary. They're letting him get to go away like too far. I think that if maybe some of the rookies had won a daily and they would just been like, I'm going to go big or go home, then that would might have been an opportunity to send CT down there where they don't like have to care about like, oh, is he going to be mad at me? Like, I don't know this guy. Like, he, he's a he's a number one bet here. Like. So they might have lost their chance. Like, they might have lost their shot because I can see CT beating everybody at almost everything at this point. And he will never allow that J-like mishap to happen ever again. Like, whether he's overweight or not overweight in, in the perfect shape, like, he will not take his foot off the gas in one of these challenges and underestimate his opponent. So I just do not see anybody being able to take him out. I think he's running that final. 100%. So we're losing here, um, both you and me, Chantal. We're going to be losing, uh, I'm losing Yui. And you How do you will still have Bettina, Drew? Like, what, what is happening Bettina. here? Drew, Drew's have, killing us. I have half the cast, I will say. I checked it out after the episode was done. I'm like, I think I have half the cast here. Yeah, pretty close. Jeez. You're, you're definitely the person that's the, the knowingest know-it-all on the to steal a phrase here, I guess from Survivor Know It Alls, but on this specific podcast, you're the knowingest know know it all uh, because you've got the most people left in in your team. So Drew, as the person who is absolutely dominating the season when it comes to the to the draft picks, who do you think at the moment is in danger on your team, and who do you feel very comfortable about? I think you already mentioned one or two of them, uh, and I've got a feeling I know where you're going to go with who you think is in the best position, but. What's your general feeling about your team sort of leading into the second half of the season here? Um, well, I don't know about you, but I thought that this poll ends right now. It depends on how many people go to see who wins. I mean, episode eight was the cutoff time. So, I mean, if that's it, I win. That's the trophy. <laughs> I can take my whole gang out for a, for a fun Slurpee. Uh, I think let's just be real. Bettina's very much in danger 
<laughs> um, she's the only rookie uh, woman who has not seen an elimination. Um, but I also think that she's could be in trouble for being the house vote. I did a video for a tiny table talk and I feel like the two, the two teams that could be in trouble are Corey and Bettina and Tori and Jeremiah uh, to be is the next house vote. Uh, Corey mm-hmm. looks like he's getting in trouble for in the daily for helping out Jeremiah. I think that pizza gate is still in everybody's mind with him instigating and the same with Tori and Jeremiah mm-hmm. just came out of the elimination. So I think that, they are in danger of being possibly the house vote. Um, but even if Bettina isn't in the house vote, she's going to get thrown in there. Let's just be real. So Especially if it's I a, think of that woman, like, she'll like Bettina, yeah. please, Bettina. Exactly. And so to me, I mean, I feel like I'm going to lose somebody next week. <laughs> so Jeez. that's sad. Well, you mentioned but. two of my team there and Corey and Tori. So I'm like, you know, I don't have much left here. What am I going to be? be Purge and Drew's team is just going to be decimated. You know that that's what's actually going to happen. Fingers crossed. Sorry, Drew Nelson. I'm going to get Nelly. We're going to have Big Nelly T still here. (laughs) Probably, actually. (laughs) Chantal, how do you feel about your team and who's left in your team? Uh, You know, Jeremiah sort of dodged the bullet here in this episode, and Amber did everything in her power to nearly put herself in danger. How do you feel about the people that are still left there with you? You've still got Kyle. You know, he's I mean, still around, even though we only get like one or two confessionals from an episode, but he's still there. Which is shocking that he's not um, in the forefront right now. And so I'm thinking that he might go pretty far as like also. So I could see him, CT and Devin get into that final, like and maybe Josh, the final four. Like I can see that happening because Kyle, as much as he's a, a snake or whatever, he's still kind of good at snaking his way to, get to the end. Like figure out how to do so so i kind of i'm confident in in ct i'm confident in kyle being able to get to the end i'm obviously confident in nani to be able to keep her mouth shut and get to the end she's part of um dating casey and like casey's winning a lot and so i can see keeping her safe in that regard so those three and ashley she likes to pop off but she's still pretty good um and so with all the women that are left, I can see her beating most of the people if she had to go down into the lair. Like maybe not Tori sometimes just because of size. Um, I feel like Tori is a little bit um, taller and a little bit bulkier than Ashley is. But I can see Ashley beating every other woman. And maybe Emmy because she has this a lot of like heart and like I can see Emmy just going wild and just like taking out uh, Ashley. But um I think Ashley's pretty good too. So my top four players, I think, will be there till the end. I don't see a lot of longevity for for either Amber or Jeremiah. I think Amber will be a casualty of being the first vet out because nobody's going to feel that bad about her going. Um, and Jeremiah just made a big move and like irritated people. He was going to be going in anyways, but like now it's like, well, you're going to have to be going in all the time until you lose. So. Yeah, those two are going to leave soon, but I feel like my other four are going to stick around for a while. Guys, if I could go back in time, if I had a time machine, I would have chosen a lot of different people in my team. I do not feel very comfortable about many people. So let me flip it around and say, who do I think is probably safe in my team? And it's maybe one person, and it's Casey. Like, Casey is the best connected, best social player, I feel like, in my team. Plus, she's physically very capable. I don't think there's 
many men, veterans, even in the game still left, that wouldn't want to run a final with Casey. So I don't think, unless she gets purged out and something goes wrong, she does something to her knee again, you know, on a run, I feel like she's probably in a pretty safe spot here. But I am worried for Corey. I am worried for Tori. Drew definitely had a sensitive spot there. And then Emmanuel, I feel like we're getting an edit that he, he's going to lose Casey at some point, and then it's all gloves off when he doesn't have her. How is he going to perform without the experience of someone like a, a Casey there with him? Because he is good, but I do think that you've got to look at Casey, and she did well with Leroy the season before. You know, the only person she didn't do too well with, funny enough, was Fessy because he was being an asshole to her. But in general, she's a good competitor and she seems to work well with different people. So Emmanuel is unproven in a different partnership. So how does he go if he has to break up and go with someone else? Um, and then Ed, he's a wild card. I would love to see Ed make it to a final, but I just don't know where he's going to go. Like the edit just shows me a lot of fun from him. I feel like they're building his his uh, persona up within the challenge this season and we'll see him come back. Like I think he's a, he, if he doesn't come back, like it would probably be because he doesn't want to play the game again. Um, which funny enough, you know, I, I listened to the off season, um, like a, a live Instagram yesterday between Natalie and Michelle from survivor. And they both are very reluctant to come back to the challenge as well. Natalie was supposed to be on this season, ended up not doing it last minute. Um, and both of them are saying like, you know, depending on what the format is, how much money is involved, they will consider it, but there's a lot of things for them. That's very different to survivors. So sometimes you can get a standout star and they might not want to come back and play the game again, you know? So I hope they change their mind about it. I think Michelle is more likely to come back than Natalie from what I've heard on that live. Um, that's disappointing though. Cause I'd love to see them both come back. Another thing that I heard that was a little disappointing and I don't know if it's true or not. It's definitely just a rumor that they plan on taking people from the main season and bringing it on to all stars. And I'm like, no, can't we have anything sacred? Why would they want to do this? No. So I heard that and it really made me sad because what I like about all stars, it has none of the people that are on this season for the most part, like Anissa, whatever, but. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's surprising. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, that's really surprising. Uh, I don't I don't like that at all. And I got a little bit of like a when All Stars like speculation was out. I saw some of the list, and maybe it's because some of the 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 names I saw weren't like super standoutish <laughs> as like really great players or ones that I would want to see Casey Cooper. But I mean, you never know. I don't know. Uh, that's sad and disappointing <laughs> yeah well we don't want to end it on a high uh, on a low here. we want to end it on a high guys to get everybody upset and sad when they're leaving the podcast here at the end when we've had so much fun throughout the whole podcast so um i do think that things are gonna amp up getting into the later part of this season we now finally have the vets who are gonna have to turn on each other i'm here for it um we've gotten the, the the preliminary games out of the way it's now time for the playoffs and i'm ready for the playoffs i'm ready for the big leagues um and to see how the rest of the season is going to play out so is there anything else that you guys wanted to address or talk about um was there anything good that came up on the after show i didn't have time to watch it this week um, that we should address here from this episode i don't no. i don't think so oh okay, well, maybe well, yeah. the, the votes um 
Berna and Huey voted for themselves. That's something yeah. like every single person voted for Berna and Huey as the in the deliberation vote. So that's something they they made shows you how defeated out. they were. They just knew that there was no way out. You know they were going to have to go in regardless. So well, um, she got so in so much trouble for like how dare you put mm. Amber in there like as your vote? Like got to put your vote somewhere. For somebody you well, should be that... able to put it for yourself. Well, it's that, that, that thought process of like, we have to go in regardless. Like she probably wants to get a different partner. She can't, but it was uh, actually the, probably the worst case scenario for Berna this episode, because she got blindsided by having her partner taken. Then her partner wins with the new partner. And so now, even if she goes into the elimination and wins, she can't take back her old partner. So, Yeah. So apparently Wes, um, yeah, I've, I've heard something. I follow, I do follow Wes quite a bit on Instagram and things like that as well. And I, I don't know if he's, you know, he's retired, but you know, like I've said for now, like, I mean, it's the challenge, you know, people come back from retirement. I wouldn't put it past them, but I do think that Wes is also getting to that point now where if he does return, it'll probably be in an all-star season. I would assume like he's probably, you know, not everybody can do what CT does at the age that he does it. Uh, the guy is a specimen to be able to do what he does in his 40s. Well, the weightlifting, though, that Wes has been doing, it's pretty yeah, impressive. He looks in shape. Like, yeah. I'm like, it looks, that looks heavy. <laughs> so, but, but for him, it's work commitments, right? He's He's got his own business. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So it's more yeah. about just not being able to find the time to come back and do the show. And I think he he's actually doing something similar. Like, I think he's creating some sort of reality game show or something. So maybe it's a conflict with networks or you know, with a property of ideas or whatever, like it could be that he's mm -hmm. kind of tied into something else. That's fair. Yeah if, yeah. if it's the post that I saw on his Instagram story, he didn't necessarily put in words that he was retiring. He just said, mm -hmm. don't ask me if I'm yeah, doing anything, no. I'm putting it out there that I'm not doing anything with the challenge or a spinoff series with it because I'm just way too busy. So not in the near future, will I be doing anything? So he left it open then he might come back. Maybe if there's like a champs only or a, a challenge legends for season 40 or old school versus new school. Maybe if the money's there, he, he would come back to do it maybe just to see what was going on. If they have like some older names going up against some newer names and he wants to show the newer school at, uh, up with that, maybe he would be willing to come back. But I, I think he was more of just wanting to keep the door open, but kind of like calm everybody down. Like, I'm not coming back anytime soon at this moment but i didn't see the whole retired retired word be put out there but i'm still making a video on him so i don't care <laughs> if he retires then that video just gets more Valuable. i don't have to update it later yeah i don't have to update it later which is nice so, so in the um so since we're spilling tea you know i might have well add a little bit i don't always have tea to add but i listened to mike lewis's latest podcast with paulie califuri calif Calafiori, right? Um, and he had a conversation about this season, and apparently both Paulie and Cara Maria were asked to be on this season that just played. They couldn't make it happen. So they're not on the 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 cross list of not being able to come back, where a lot of people thought they're on the bad list. Um, it had to do with the fact that he was training for the Olympics, didn't want to stop the training before he competes. So the times didn't work out for them and they're both still open to coming back and they're in a good place with producers. So we might see a Cara Maria return at some point, Drew. So it was an interesting interview to listen to, um, especially since you're bringing out your Cara Maria content pretty soon. Might be worth giving it a quick listen before you uh, post the final version out there. 
Well, and also yeah, I heard maybe. that they're having a retreat thing. It seems like it's like going to be um, some sort of sex romp with Roar. Um, I don't know. So maybe that's going to be included, lot. <laughs> included in your um, what's going on with Cara Maria? <laughs> uh, can you spell that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, everybody in the live, thank you for sticking with us here for an hour and 22 minutes um, as we talked about the latest episode of The Challenge 37. We will be back next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to break everything down for episode nine of The Challenge. And I will have Drew and Chantel back with me. But before then, they both have got their own channels that they're working on very hard as well. Chantel, what do we have coming up here in the next week with you? Pretty easy breezy than the the huge, but you know, just a little bit of Bachelor in Paradise. Probably doing that on Wednesday at some time. The challenge we do it on Wednesdays right after the episode, and then Thursday I do Survivor at about seven p.m. and then here with you guys on Friday. I'm like, whoa, I'm freedom. <laughs> so yes, find me at Reality Realness with three S's. Um, I'll definitely be live those few times. Drew, what do you have coming up on your channel, Angel Cake? Uh, so I will be doing that Cara Maria video that's coming out pretty soon, not this Tuesday, but hopefully next Tuesday. Uh, so I'm going to be putting a lot of work into that, uh, doing the review and recaps every Thursday for the challenge, tiny table talk every Friday. And then Saturdays I put out my survivor video. That's just fun. Little quick thing about the, the episode. And I put a little fun edits in there. So check that out. Also, I'm going to be doing endurance season two. Uh, for my channel, if anybody's willing to watch an old TV show that I have not watched, and I get highly invested in these children, and I have a very big feud with uh, JD Roth, the host of the show. He doesn't know it, but we're mortal enemies. <laughs> so him and his cargo shorts just get on my nerves. But yeah, yeah, fair enough. Cargo shorts were the thing back in the day, though, so it's probably <laughs> you know something that shouldn't come back. I know all these fashion trends; they sort of go and then they come back and then they go. Don't bring back the cargo shorts um all right what do we have coming up on reality realness uh, reality realness reality pop um reality pop we have got survivor content coming up in six hours from now i will be interviewing the series director and producer of survivor south africa immunity island Leru Buta. um so if you can't catch that live because it's in the middle of the night over in the u.s look out for that the next morning um looking forward to that one we've also got an interview coming up with Kara from uh, Australian Survivor, Brains vs. Brawns, the latest season on Monday slash Sunday if you're in the US. Um, and plenty of more Survivor international interview content coming up here in the off-season. So subscribe, hit the notification bell, and you will be notified as soon as it drops. And um, that is it for us here, guys. We are done, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, everybody, for the live, and we'll catch you next time.